Today is our 20th anniversary, and we want you to succeed in your relationship, guys. So today, we're going to share a few lessons we've learned along the way in 20 years of marriage. Now, hopefully you guys can hit those 20-year marks too, and hopefully this advice will help you out. I went as far as I even got Sarah to join me on camera today. Hey, that's a big step. She hates these. If you saw our Valentine's Day special, you know how much she hates actually being on camera. Uh, oh, by the way, my name's Brent. I'm a fallible man, and uh, we make content for men. So Sarah's joining us today. We're going to give you, I think, five or six tips. We'll see. I got to go scroll down the notes, and uh, let's get after it, shall we? This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. Welcome back, guys. And hey, you know, there are a lot of people who have been married far longer than us, but that seems to be less and less of the norm. Um, you don't see near as many 50th anniversary parties as you once did, which is a shame. But guys, we want you to have a chance. We want your marriage to have as good a chance of succeeding as any, if not better. We care about what's going on with your marriage. So Sarah and I are going to share a couple of the tips that work for us as we celebrate our 20th anniversary this year, or today, actually, when this goes live on audio. And uh, so let's let's get straight into it, because we want you to reach 20 and beyond, guys, because we've done 20, and I'm looking forward to however many years that I've got left on this earth that she can put up with me, because, you know, she should get an award for that. And we're going to go right into it. Point number one that we want to talk about, guys is you've got to take the time to know somebody before you get married. There's there's absolutely no avoiding this. What do you think? Well, definitely. Um, I think what really helped ours was um, we had a long-distance friendship for several years before we ever got serious about anything else. And um, with long-distance uh, friendships... You really don't have a choice but to get, go deeper in your topics. You can only talk about the weather of where you're at for so long and before you start getting into deeper topics. And I think that helped a lot. So Sarah's saying uh, about the long distance. When, when we met, we lived in two different states. We actually met at an event and then at another event a year later. and. So our friendship started as like just two people with some common ground. We were at church events and we had that in common. And that's where we started. Those were conversations. And then we moved to horses, I believe, was our big first conversation. But our relationship happened over the course of three more years with us on opposite sides of the country most of the time. And, you know, this was before FaceTime and Skype, uh, cell phones. I had one, but they were not actually very common yet. We paid a lot of money in long distance fees. <laughs> Waiting until 8 p.m. to make the call because yeah. it was cheaper. For all of you under the age of 30, you probably don't know what that is like. But you have no idea. I spent a fortune on long distance fees over the years. Well, I did too. I had um, to pay my parents back. We, we, uh, we spent a lot of long nights talking on the phone and it cost a whole lot of money to do that back then. Yeah. We actually wrote letters, you know, like, 
handwritten letters. Uh, okay, I wrote letters, <laughs> and occasionally you replied. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I sent a lot of postcards. Well, that's good. I like postcards. She likes postcards, so. But guys, you need to actually have time to interact together. You need to meet each other's families and see how you interact with her family or how she interacts with your family. Take the time to actually see how that's going to work. Get to know each other's families because, guys, you're looking at a forecast of what's to come. Um, as much as all of us try to be our own individual people, we are often quite a bit like our parents when, as we grow older. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you can get a pretty good idea of what the future looks like by how each other's parents interact with each other. Also, hang out with him with his friends. Some people are totally different people with their parents. They can be great people, but then they turn into jerks when they're hanging out with their friends. Are you so, saying I'm a jerk with my friends? No. Oh, okay. I'm saying that was a point for you. Oh. Not against you. Okay. But, I mean, you, you got to take the time to learn about their values. There are conversations you need to have with that person before you ever think about saying, I do. Right? How do they feel about holidays? Do they have strong feelings on that? About professions? Beliefs? Do they have a similar belief system? Do they look at financial issues the same way? Which you one's guys, the saver? Which one's the spender? Yeah. It's important. Very. It really is. I, I have a friend that I know, and him and his long-term girlfriend are bumping heads a little bit right now on finances because she is an impulse shopper. and he wants to save and put away money. Kind of the opposite of us. <laughs> I have an impulse shopper. Sarah wants to save money. And so these are important conversations to start having and understanding and interacting with each other. So you really have a baseline before you ever say I do. Because if you start wrong. Oh, it's going to be really hard to get yeah. it to go better. It's going to be rough. Start on a good note. Number two, guys, you're not going to change them. It never works out that way. So if you are looking at going into a relationship with the thought, well, you know, that little quirky, cute habit. Yeah. Learn to love it, appreciate it, or deal with it because it's not going away. All right. I, I've known so many people who married someone and were like, oh, well, they'll change. You know, that that's okay. What about this habit you hate? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll train that out of them. <laughs> Not happening. You want to throw in anything on this one? Mm, nope. <laughs> I'm good. My wife is pleading the fifth, guys, which tells you the truth because I have lots of them, apparently. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said you don't have any I want to tell the world about. Oh. So. Those are good to know too, right? But guys, don't, don't think you're going into a relationship. If you feel like you need to change somebody once your relationship starts, back away. It, it's a bad idea. It's a horrible way to start a relationship. And it's a death sentence on a marriage. Learn to love and accept each other exactly how you are. And with all the quirks that are cute because in 20 years they're just going to be obnoxious and they're still going to be there that's well, just how it is and honestly 
the answer is to any of this. If it really bugs you that much, you should be talking about it. Honestly, open communication is what will help you get farther than most. Hey, we're, we're about to get into that, actually. We are. But, hey, if you're getting something out of this, guys, if this is helping you at all, be sure and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're on the podcast with us or on Podchaser, if you're on YouTube and watching this on YouTube, be sure and smash that like button, guys. It helps us out with the YouTube al algorithm and helps us know to make more content like this. And if you want to see Sarah in more videos, smash that like button. Point number three. <sighs> you want to start with this one? Make time to communicate. And not just, hey, honey, how was your day? Do you still hate your boss? Yeah, okay, cool. Actually talk about things other than the weather, how the kids are doing, the if job. If you're talking about you know. the weather, you got problems. Well, right. Other than the purposeful, hey, is it cold outside? Do I need to go grab a jacket or is it raining? If you're actually having long conversations about the weather, either you both really love lo the weather or you got nothing else to talk about, which is sad. Well, true. Okay, it was a bad example. Sorry. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Guys, the first thing that happens in a marriage is life happens. Like, mm. the world will continue to turn. Sarah and I, when we all go into it, had a very small, quick marriage ceremony. And our honeymoon was the weekend. Like, we got married on a Friday. We went home to our apartment on Saturday and Sunday and officially finally moved in together and went back to work on Monday because we didn't have the money. We were, we were young married. I was 21 and Sarah was 19 when we got married. We, we almost didn't have, 20. Almost 20. Six months away from 20. So, sorry. She was 19 and a half. We didn't have any money. We, we couldn't afford to go anywhere. We didn't have a big fancy wedding. And so life happens. We had to go back to work on Monday, back to our normal jobs because we couldn't pay bills otherwise. We both work full-time jobs. When you get married, hey, hopefully you have the money to go take a great honeymoon. But life still happens when you get back from your honeymoon, okay? That two weeks in Hawaii or whatever you saved up for, it's over after the two weeks and you're back to life. So with as busy as the world is and as busy as you guys are going to be, you have to purposely make time to communicate. It can't be a passing thing. It has to be a purposeful, intentional style of communication. Sarah and I had several years where uh, every Sunday we drove a 180-mile round trip. Yeah. And those were some of our best conversations because we literally had 180 miles of just road to do nothing but talk or listen to music. And you can only listen to music so much and ignore each other. But those turned out to some of our greatest conversations because we were just forced into... Uh, communication. Guys, if you need to go take a drive to get a real conversation, go take a drive. Put the phone down. See that camera? Yeah. Put the phone down. I picked up my cell phone if you're on the podcast. And talk to each other. Okay? Playing on your phone and talking are not the same thing. 
be purposeful, be intentional. And guys, once you add kids to this mix, man, it gets even more difficult to have conversations. Sarah and I struggle to have time to just talk to each other sometimes without the kids and without the rest of our life interfering. We have things to do and a lot going on and it makes it really difficult sometimes to actually have a conversation. She tends to stay up late. I go to bed early because I get up early. And so you have to be purposeful and intentional about your communication. And you will spend your life learning to communicate with each other, guys. Make time to communicate, not talk. You really need meaningful talk going back and on. And guys, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to put links down below to a couple books on Amazon that Sarah and I both recommend. If you're on YouTube, those same links will be in there. Also, there will be uh, links at the end of the video to a couple short videos I've done, five, seven minute videos on a couple of those books and about improving your communication in your marriage. Be sure and check those out when you get the chance. If you're on our podcast, head over there, check out those couple videos. We care about your marriage being great, guys. Now, we're going to roll to our sponsor, which is still us. You can't see it in the video. We're both wearing our Fallible Man t-shirts. Uh, we have ball caps. We have t-shirts. We have all kinds of jazz. Go over to our uh, website, www.thefallibleman.com. I'll put it on here if you're looking at the... Well, I don't even have to. It's, it's in the show notes and under the video. And uh, we'll hit our sponsor and be right back with you guys. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content, and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at TheFallibleMan or at FallibleMan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our Attitude Swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. Welcome back. Number four, if you're counting. We're not. But anyway, <laughs> you have to be all in for your marriage. A lot of things in life are 50-50. Marriage is not one of them. Uh, you have to be 100% in. There you go. This was your point, so I was going to let you talk more about it. Really? Yeah. When we were compiling the list, this was one of hers. So. Okay. Right. Caught me flat-footed. <laughs> Thanks a lot. A lot of things in life fail because you're not committed to them. And marriage is one of those things you have to stay committed to 100% of the time. Um, and you have to keep working on yourself. It's their job to, keep, to work on them. It's your job to work on you. Because if you're not growing, you're going backwards. All this to say that you have to be all in with your marriage, you have to not have any other options but to make this work and do everything you can to make this work. Guys, let me give you a great example here. 
right after Sarah and I got married, it was kind of weird, but we ended up moving to a place where we only knew one person. Honestly, I would recommend it for all young couples because when you first get married, if you are used to your parents helping you out or supporting you or encouraging you and being supportive, that's a great relationship to have. Your tendency when you're frustrated is going to be to, you know, go to mom and dad and talk to them and get advice from them. Just, just stop. Go to your spouse. If you want your marriage to work, you need to go to each other, not away from each other when there's problems. And part of the reason we have the Fallible Man, this wonderful channel you're on and podcast you're listening to, is because we believe in incremental growth. Sarah is 100% right when she says you have to work on yourself. Every day, it's part of the reason that we created this. Every day, I think it is my job to improve myself as a man, as a husband, as a father. I'm looking for a way all the time to be a better husband to my wife. I'm looking for a way to be a better father to my children. And so, and Sarah is constantly growing in her own way. Every day we work on our marriage because we're not perfect. We don't have all the answers. And every day requires work. But you both got to be in it 100% and then some. When you think you can't give any more, you still got a ways to go, guys. Be all in. No backup plan. No escape. And it will take you a long way in your marriage. Number five, because I am counting, even if she's not. Mainly just so I know where to insert all the junk you throw in a YouTube video. You didn't count on the other ones. Yeah, I did. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Selective hearing. Number five, guys. <laughs> Work to find shared interest and separate, separate interests. Interest. <laughs> and that's really important. So a big mistake a lot of young married couples make is they think they have to do every single thing together. Chain to the hip. They are so attached, you, you can't get one without the other. <laughs> and there is a time and a place for that. But it's not all the time, guys. One of the fastest ways to deep six your marriage is to think you have to be attached to each other and you have to do everything together all the time. You are still two individuals, but you're two individuals that come together to make a more incredible whole. Okay? Y'all make something totally beautiful. Right? Thank you for throwing that in there. I didn't think you were listening yesterday. <laughs> See, I listen <laughs> sometimes. Selective hearing. I right? want to. Um, <laughs> you, you absolutely are, guys. You make something amazing that's totally different when you're together. And that's beautiful. And you need to work on that and grow that. But you're still your own people, too. And there's nothing wrong with that. For example, Sarah likes to run. I hate running. I don't know why you run. If I'm running, someone's probably shooting at me. It's because there's just not a good reason. On the other hand, I like to do obstacle course events like Spartan and Tough Mudder. You won't find her out on that course. Well, let me phrase that. You'll find her on the course on the side, taking pictures of me. So I can feel good about myself and cheering me on uh, as I run and look half dead. But they're separate things. And we support each other. She just did a 5K this weekend, uh, her first 5K of the year. And I was so sad I had to be at work for that. But 
She went out and had a good run and did a better time than she thought, and I'm so proud of her. But it's okay to do different things. You don't have to have all the same friends. You should know each other's friends. You don't have to have all the same hobbies. On the other hand, do work to find some things that you guys can do together. And this is where it gets crazy. It doesn't have to be anything wild. Sarah goes to the gym with me. She doesn't love working out. I love working out. I like working out. I don't like going to a gym to do it. I'm the outdoor workout kind of person. Right. And I'm, I'm a weight room junkie. So yeah, I don't like people that much. <laughs> I don't like people. I just can't find another weight room by my own. I know. But Eventually it's important to find things like that. And guys, it can't be your kids. Let me throw that in there. That's not even the notes. That's a bonus point. Pro tip. Your kids cannot be wired together. You're linked together. That doesn't work. It will not hold your marriage together. It will not hold your relationship together. And it's not a good enough reason. Okay? Find things to do together. Sarah likes to go for drives. I hate going for drives. So we don't do that together very often. But we find other things, and you will too. So have your own hobbies. Have your own things you enjoy doing. If you like to lift weights, go lift weights. She can go for a run. Find stuff. Huh? It could be cooking together. It could be cooking together. could be stuff you do every day, but you make a point of doing that one thing together. Sarah and I like to have coffee together. together. Oh, yeah. Coffee is life. One of our favorite things to do is actually just go sit and have coffee together. Yeah. Um, Because we both love coffee, and it's a great thing to do together. We have a new coffee shop in town. We totally have to check it out. And (laughs) it's time to talk. It's good quality time. You put your cell phone down and just enjoy talking to somebody. I'm not talking Starbucks, but hey, we have driven through a Starbucks drive-thru and just taken a long drive drinking coffee so we could get a conversation in. All right? (laughs) Because we had to drive to get to the Starbucks. Well, that's true. Fair (laughs) enough. It was a drive just to do that. (laughs) So guys, be sure and find separate and similar interests. You will drive each other nuts. Being joined at the hips 24 hours a day. You will absolutely make each other crazy. And that love will turn into frustration. Will turn into, well, you just leave me alone for a little bit. You're going to have enough of that with your kids. So, you don't need it in your marriage. Well, and you have to look out for each other as far as your emotional and mental health. And uh, if you are an introvert like me, that means time alone, doing something you love. So, mental and emotional health, very important. Guys, hey, answer in the comments below. If you are on the YouTube video, please, and I'll cut this out for the podcast. That's how I need to do it. Comment below if you're watching this on YouTube, guys. What is your secret to a long marriage? Maybe you're one of the people that's you know got 40 years 50 years under your belt maybe you're like us you got 20 maybe you got 10 but tell us in the comments below we want to hear and i read all the comments guys i generally even respond back to them how do you do it what what is your secret to a long marriage what have we missed we want to hear from you guys and we want to hear all about what your secret is because that's part of what this community is is trying to share with each other and help each other now this one was 
my wife's idea, so she'll she'll lead off with this one. You have to have a sense of humor with each other. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things when we first got married was to listen to people uh, comment about our communication style together. <laughs> because we sounded more like an old married couple, kind of... If you don't know us, it probably sounded like sniping and kind of making fun of each other, but it was our communication style at the time. Um, we liked to have fun. And at the time, that was poking little fun at each other. But we were both laughing. Um, <laughs> and we were just having fun with each other. And you have to be able to do, the, do that. Life is hard. And if you don't have a sense of humor, I'm really not sure how you get through it with any kind of a good attitude at all. Well, so. and let's take that a half step farther. You don't just have to have a sense of humor. You have to have a sense of humor about yourself. Yes. You, you, you've got to be able to... Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah, you can't laugh at something that you Look done. at yourself and realize that you're probably a goofball, whether you want to admit it or not. Okay? All own of us, it, man. Yeah. Just own it. All of us are goofy or dorky or whatever word you want to use. Insert whatever improper noun is popular these days. I don't even know what it is. Now. Yeah, but you've got to have a sense of humor about yourself. You can't take yourself too seriously. You know, if Sarah gives me a hard time, and you've seen a little bit in this video, if we give each other a hard time, you can't take it seriously, and you've got to be honest with yourself, you know. I, I am a bit of a pain in the butt, so I know it, and she can tease me, and it doesn't bother me at all. A bit. Yeah, a bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a man's measurement right there <laughs> but uh you've got to be able to tease each other and harass each other poke fun at each other a little bit and take it in stride guys it's if you can't laugh with each other and i will say at each other but it's at each other in a good sense of humor. if it's obviously going to hurt someone's each other's feelings because you're taking it too far You've just gone too far. Your communication needs work. If you have good communication and you already have a good relationship, you've got to be able to laugh with yeah. each other, at each other, together. You lighten up. You just can't take it serious. Right. Now, we don't have all the answers, guys. We've been married for 20 years. Talk about a lame anniversary present I gave my wife. Hey, you get to be on camera for a podcast. Yay! Right? But, guys... Wow. But you have to work at it 100%, guys. We've been at this for 20 years, and today I'm going to work just as hard as every day to be a better husband. Tomorrow I'm going to work just as hard as I did 20 years ago. You guys, don't, don't lose it, okay? When you were in the dating process, most of you worked a whole lot harder at being everything your future spouse wanted you to be than you probably do today, if you're honest with yourself. The foul little man started with me on my journey, trying to improve those facets of my life because I realized that I had settled some and I wasn't trying as hard to be the man that my wife fell in love with. And I find that unacceptable at this point. So guys, we don't have all the answers. Maybe you know people who have been married a lot longer than us. Like I said, we'd love to hear from you in the comments. 
Thanks for hanging out today. I hope your relationship is awesome. We care about your marriage, guys. So talk to us in the comments. Thanks for hanging out. For Sarah and myself, I'm the Foul Man. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you next time. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.